Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Our source was the New York Times. You're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola company. Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema, folks, your weekly movie review podcast. As always, I'm your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, and X-Men's Quicksilver, Josh Bryce. And I am joined by my co-host, Greg, and our producer, Shasti. Damn glad to be here. Despite our jovial tone, we're kind of covering something a little dark this week. Uh, Some say it is so. Yeah. Some say it is so. <laughs> the the uh, 1964... Stanley Kubrick mega hit, you could say. It's mega. Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. This movie had a budget of $1.8 million and a box office return uh, of $9.4 million, but that's only North America. I couldn't find the global numbers. Okay. okay. But, I mean, in 64, to have a, what is that, a 900% return? That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's big. Right, right. That's big. Actually, surprising the uh, amount given from the companies to to, to pursue this film. Yeah, it's big. yeah. Before he was, you <laughs> yeah. Know what I mean, I, I'm his. Yeah, this is this is kind of early for for Kubrick. Um, was it Paramount or Columbia? It was. This, this is, is Paramount, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. I thought distributors Columbia, but I could be wrong. Um, I mean, it's also possible it was both. But yeah, right. True. <laughs> there was a lot of co- the a lot of collaboration back then. <laughs> However, there was a fair amount of studio interference here. Um, so one of them, I think it was the movie before this, it was Lolita. Uh, Peter Sellers was in that and he plays four characters or he plays a character that has four like identities. Mm-hmm. Um, so the studio was like, we're not going to fund this unless you give Peter Sellers four roles. <laughs> so there's the three <laughs> he's got in the oh, movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he was so, also supposed to play King Kong. Oh my goodness. So but like he, Eddie Murphy be damned. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Given given uh, Norbert a run for his money, yeah. Jeez. Nutty professor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna feel like the nutty professor trying Hercules. to break this down just for that reason. <laughs> right. Right. No, this is this is a tough movie to kind of break down because, like you and I were kind of talking off mic, where mm. there's there seem to be two major ways to look at it. Like right. I I see this as it's got elements of comedy, but it's more kind of a abstract nihilistic dark film right um where yeah i, 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 I take this i take this the satirical humor from this movie way up front i mean obviously satire is a form of comedy um but it yeah. just those are the elements that i took from it because uh, to be honest with you there was so much dialogue i fell asleep a few times <laughs> I, keep, I keep rewinding <laughs> it's a good film it's just it's dense yes it's dense and the dialogue is so daunting and it, some parts are great you know um mm-hmm. like the not great but pissed me off at the same time but the dimitri when he's talking to the <laughs> premiere non-stop oh my goodness but it's yeah <laughs> I, I, I definitely took more of a, a dark comedy kind of stance on it but i completely yeah understand well there's there is a fair amount of humor in the dialogue but you know the way i look at it is like this is 1964 so mm-hmm. this is we are in the middle of the of the Cold War, right after the first phase of the Red Scare, where you know I believe Kennedy died in in sixty three, mm-hmm. yep. and we had just crisis after crisis yep. in the late fifties and early sixties. So it's funny the, though because at this time this this was like actually sixty four was like a time where we basically the world was at yeah peace. there's there's <laughs> a little bit of a lull there but, but I think, bring it back bring I think a lot back. of that had to do with you know the United States was dealing with some stuff at home too <laughs> but it's still somewhat right. of a global scare even though mm-hmm, it's slightly true. after it's still so new yeah in the sense where it was like the nuclear you know, kids race. were kids were having nuke 
Yeah. Instead yeah, of tornado the, the drills, bomb drills. Or, yeah. Or hide drills, under, I like, love it. Nuclear bomb. Hide under your desk. Yeah. Put your headbutts in your legs. Right. That'll yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, boys. Well, I mean, unless we're going to start building schools out of uh, whatever they made that fridge from in, in that Indiana Jones, there wasn't a whole lot of right. whole lot of luck there. Um, but they're they're kind of tackling some major topics in a new way. Yeah. And the way I see Kubrick's direction in this is really the birth of the modern auteur, where before that, like those those stoic and and kind of quirky directors were like Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. And then with this movie, we have a turn where it's it's very. I think the the heart and soul of this film is Dr. Strangelove, like his his view of the world where he wants the bomb to go off to see what will happen. And the way everything is framed around that really informs the way like Christopher Nolan makes movies and 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 even James Cameron, like they're not necessarily nihilistic in that Mm -hmm. way. But, but they try to step out of the, the box, of, yeah. No, for, like it, maybe not directly, but his influence for sure. Yeah, you know totally. I mean? it kind of. And I think that they poked fun at everybody. It's like, strange love, yes, uh, but they were totally poking fun at the, of the German yeah. nationalism kind of thing, and then also and playing off how of, stuff's dictated here too. True, you know true, I mean? and that's why also that uh, King Kong, part. Major King Kong, yeah. you know, they, yeah. he's, he's got, he keeps his cowboy hat in a fucking safe. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls it out when they, it's time to go to war. He's like, all right, strap on, and he literally rides a fucking nuclear bomb. Yeah. So <laughs> since you're normally a cast guy, was like the girl, the the Betty in, in the film. Yeah. Was, what did, did Tracy you say Reed. she was from King Kong? Like she was the no, girl? no. So so no, she was. I, I don't think no, no. I she, thought I, that's what you told no, me. No, no. I was saying that um, she was the mistress for. Um, um, I'm sorry. Uh, um, what, the other guy, um, one of the generals. <laughs> yeah. And um, she, uh, you're er, saying King early, Kong early in the context morning. of this movie. Yeah. The, yeah the, I the guy's name is King Kong. Yeah, yeah. yeah Major yeah. King Kong. But then she also shows up as King Kong is uh, pulling out the Playboy. She's like mm-hmm. on the cover there of like. Women of national affairs or something like that. So yeah. It's kind of a draw. It's funny, though. And it's it's weird that when you look at the poster for this movie, um, that that mistress is on is on is kind of on the cover, but she's really only in the film for like 15 seconds. Yeah. Just and she's only uh, kind of a middleman of just. Yeah. He's in the shower, basically. Talking yeah. To when that. the phone rings. <laughs> Her role is pretty much to push like there's either like a super like high T or low T aspect of like everybody in that or, right. or around yeah. that, that table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like it's an all obvious She's thing. the only woman. But I mean like her I feel like her only role was to like make King Kong like uh, sexually frustrated. Like he's chewing gum in that yeah. next scene when he leaves. Like he's like just quit smoking cigarettes. It's like yeah. I was thinking where yeah. his decision is driven off that where mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yep. well that's 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 an interesting kind of uh social commentary too, where we're we have all in any other film, we've got probably seven or eight dudes who are just they would they would be Bruce Willis, <laughs> you know, just just macho like they yeah. don't lose kind of guys. And here they are all defenseless. Mm. Yeah, they have for, no course except of except for General Buck, who yeah. who's, who's, <laughs> who's my the favorite. Problem? Who was my favorite guy in this whole movie? But just because he was so, you know. Emotions on his on his sleeve, just right up in front. Mister doesn't give a shit about if you're the president or not. He's just mm-hmm. talking because f you if you say anything different than what he's got to yeah. say. Yeah, Buck, man, he's, he's the best. he and he goes on these like when they're when they're 
asking him like do these planes have a chance or does this plane have a chance to get through <laughs> he's like they have a chance you should see some of these pilots they, they bring them on down low they're it's frying chickens up. with the exhaust fumes goes, yeah they got a oh, oh they've got a chance doomsday <laughs> i love so, it that's when i say like the the humor is all in the dialogue yeah, with right. the exception of the character of, of dr strangelove and his phantom so it's not pile. just in the dialogue or that it's also in the names i mean we've got guys like Mr. St- Mr. Staines, <laughs> King yeah, Kong, Alex, uh, uh, General Jack the Ripper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's a lot of phallic President, references. Uh, uh, the movie opens with the the the, the B fifty two plane yeah, getting yeah. refueled. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's real Insertion. rough. <laughs> That's Kubrick yeah. though. Like he's he was notorious for slipping that stuff in. And mm-hmm. situational humor. Yeah. Like I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like I, I keep drawing back to the him just like. Uh, Chain smoking pieces of <laughs> pieces of gum, yeah. essentially. You yeah. know, it's like and stogies. Yeah, you know? yeah, and the yeah. stogies, yeah. the bombs, the fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all kind of it's it's right in front of you. It's, there's it's, a situation. Yeah. There's, it's something we've we've, uh, we've coined the term yeah. being Kubricked. We, yeah, <laughs> we've talked true. about yeah, it. Very true. <laughs> <With the> shining. <laughs> we've talked about this. I mean, it, I'm surprised this is only the second Kubrick movie we've covered. Then again, like he, even though this is, and I'm, I am coming around to this being a comedy. Like I'm, I'm not, not gonna, I'm not gonna pushing it. I'm just saying, it. as a viewer, that's coming around, what I, I think it's funny as shit. I've already, <laughs> I've already laughed more than I thought I would. Um, but like he, he tends to have these very dense projects. Like you look at, um, between this and 2001, which I think are his two best movies, and I kind of flip flop yeah. on which okay. is better. Sure. But those are definitively how he makes films, and it's hard to make a comedy out of that. Mm. Yeah. It's it's Especially tough for to, it being so new. Yeah. Somebody said something, and I probably shouldn't be saying it, but it was something like putting this out right after nine eleven. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. making a movie about that right after nine eleven. It's, it's like it's it's like ooh, too soon. It's but he went for it. He, <laughs> he went for that it. That needs yeah. to be taken into consideration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and I think when, you're when totally right because we're right. we're almost sixty years out from this film. Yeah, yeah. and at the time. This would have been very divisive. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like the the film is dated, and I'm not sure about this. Mm-hmm. Honest, I'm not. I always look this up, but I'm not sure about the Rotten Tomato, like the audience versus mm-hmm. critic score. Mm-hmm. But I could see this slowly uh, deteriorating as far as the audience score over time, mm-hmm. just based on it being yeah. dated in a sense of how it was produced, how it was made. But the theme that's there, mm-hmm. the, the like the 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 non comedy and the like the, the mm-hmm. scary part right. of the movie is mm-hmm. a, a constant threat that's yes. still relevant yep. to today. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. everything's symbolized around that is so mm-hmm. relevant today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that actually brings to mind movies like Burn After Reading or Men Who Stare at Goats, which are both there. There are elements of of political and military. Uh, shortcomings we'll yeah. say yeah, there you go oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and this is i can't think of anything before this that was willing to kind of poke fun like this at yeah. the military yeah. before this like the 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 role of king kong was offered to john wayne mm-hmm. who <laughs> yeah. he always played that you know uh, i don't think so pilgrim military's good the government's good like we're going to get him. John Boy. <laughs> hey, he's a shoe in. You want no part of that. Yeah. yeah. He, but he let's go with Slim Pickens. Yeah. Who kind of launched off from this one a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You he, know. uh, everything Slim Pickens is just like a phrase. Oh, we got yeah. Slim Pickens. No. That's, it's that's like that Rip Torn. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a dude. <laughs> that's his name. No, I, he, he was quoted, I forget the middle part of the phrase, but it was, uh, he goes, after Strange Love, the, uh, the role, it was the roles, the scripts, and the paychecks all got bigger. There you go. 
And, uh, you know, speaking of launching off points, I'd like to launch off into this week's cocktail. Mm. You uh, gave nice me that seg. perfect little segue there. <laughs> <homie>. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> I was about to sneak a, sneak a sip there. So uh, we kind of workshopped this one together. And we're calling this the Blastberry Bombardier. So you've got an ounce bom, of bom, vodka, bom. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of blackberry uh, schnapps, three quarters of an ounce of uh, raspberry schnapps. That's where the blast comes from. And then two ounces of soda to give it a little bit of bubble. Stir that bad boy up in a short glass over the rocks. And, and there are. you are. Mm. Cheers, buddy. Salute. So given mm. that it's all booze, basically, it's surprisingly kind of sweet. Tastes almost like a gummy bear. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm surprised by the play, the flavor profile here. Cause yeah. I mean, there's a significant amount of vodka. In yeah. Here. I mean, I knew it was going to be sweet, but it's not, it's the, the, the soda, the soda water took it out. Yeah. Pretty, pretty well. Balanced yeah. it out pretty well. Can't taste any booze. Well, and it's so, it's so, <laughs> it's so purdy. It's you know, purdy. it, it kind of looks like the, uh, the sunrise over the, the Russian horizon. Oh, oh. Ooh. And there were, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to talk about, uh, I'd James like to Earl talk Jones. about, yep, yep. <laughs> One of the guys who saw Bombardier, the sunrise over. For sure. And we, I think we, there was a nice little uh, Star Wars there in the beginning. Of, uh, yeah. Shots <laughs> That's great. No, so James Earl Jones makes a strong appearance in this. I mean, he's not given a crazy performance, but he shows up and it's like, Lieutenant Lother Lo- Lother Zog. Yeah. <laughs> the name. It's like, Holy cow, it. Darth Vader's in this right, in right. this joint. Solid. Which this has gotta be very early in his career. Mm. Cause I saw him on the opening credits, like, no. Yeah. And I'm very <laughs> highly billed, give yeah. like like he's billed very high in the list third or fourth considering a page, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean I I could be wrong. Maybe he did a lot of movies before this, but I can't think of a whole lot before like the late seventies, early eighties, because mm-hmm. like you know, Star Wars was seventy seven. Uh, Coming to America was in the eighties, and he was a star by then. Mm-hmm. But like this is this has got to be another launch pad, kind of a yeah. I know I know Kubrick wasn't like as um, like you said, this was the start of him really getting funded and getting a cast behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sellers, who played the role of three different characters. Yeah, like, man, Drake. Hold, you got to hold that man. And got Stranger. paid triple. You would think you would James Earl Jones in there. Like, yeah, you would. You would assume at least double. You know, he's already there. <laughs> so we've we've kind of talked about Sellers' other two roles. Yeah, but the role uh, that's most similar to something else he did, you know, Inspector Clouseau, is the the British commander. Mandrake. That's the yeah, Mandrake, yeah. the assistant to the man who causes all of our problems. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think he's the best part of this movie. Yeah. Out outside of that one scene with King Kong riding the missile, like <laughs> Mandrake carries this movie for me. I love it. I mean, I like the sequence when he's with uh, um, Ripper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he's he shows the gun and they're in the office. Another phallic. This yeah. is This is manhood. Right. Oh, I, I, I have the power. One, yeah. I never held one of those. He's like. <laughs> Oh, I haven't uh, come. You ever to... seen any action? I've yeah. only pushed a button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Only, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> just, the, I think it's so great because he like polarizes the characters. Absolutely, yeah. and that's good. The, <laughs> the thing I find almost like most that the juxtaposes against that manliness the most 
is in that in those moments where they're in the office together, he's basically trying to talk his drunk buddy down from totally, the ledge. Totally, man, for like, sure. We've, we've all, all been there. Yeah, we've all <laughs> like, done it. No, man, it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. How, how about you give me your keys? How about right? you give me your keys? <laughs> he's like, nope. He puts his towel around his neck and blows his brains out. <laughs> like, Ooh. shit. And it's a, like, for being off screen, that is a rough moment. Yeah. 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 Like, the, there's no, I don't know if you noticed, there's no soundtrack in that moment. Yes, I did notice that because the soundtrack and the, and the score is so prevalent during this mm-hmm. movie. I Actually, that's one part of the movie I actually liked how it, it was carried that way. And it's, it's very, like, there are several points in the, in the film where the soundtrack is just dead yep. silent. Yep. And they, it allows. It's like deafening. In yeah. The, in the opposite way. Where yeah. It allows right. the weight Jarring of what's going with on. no noise. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And Kubrick absolutely. played that really well with yeah. The Shining, too. He's, he knows how to use That's it. true. Very, very true. Very true. Very true. So. I was, yeah. I mean, I don't, we all know how I feel about The Shining, they've but I will done, give you that. Yeah. that that's interesting because they've done so many case studies about, you know, putting little kids down who hate scary movies or just mm-hmm. any kids and just putting them on mute and playing them. And mm-hmm. they're. Mm-hmm. Not scared. Oh yeah, it's like how he uses sequence. that. Right, right. Yeah. But it, but in that just principle, how that eliminates all like rational thought of fear. How he mm-hmm. uses right. it, it, like amplifies mm-hmm. it, and that's yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's really. yeah. That you know, shadows. This one, I don't know. I didn't. Nothing really stood out for me as far as camera work goes. I mean, it's black and white, which didn't need to be, but I think that was just right. kind of the callback of the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's giving it. Uh, it's very. It's grounding it very much in its time. Mm. Um, which kind of builds into that suspense, that terror that it's he's overall trying to make fun of or mm-hmm. sat- satirize, satirize, satirize. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and his, like his foreground movie. lighting is fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his background lighting is great too. Uh, yeah, I love the when Perfect. when uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange loves in his wheelchair uh-huh. and, he's, and he's pushed back there and he just comes in like he slow. rolls into the spotlight and it's, and it's that uh, kind of that closing sequence yeah, where he's yeah. having trouble with his Nazi arm, which. Yeah. <laughs> Punching it down. I mean, but it's right before that. It's like, damn, this is creepy. You don't expect yeah. that guy to go from this creepy wheelchair-bound mm-hmm. nuclear German yeah. freak into like hammering his just the embodiment of Operation Paperclip, moving around in his wheelchair. He's got one hand that's like yeah. controlling one wheel. Well, the lighting's real good. You can tell on this because it's like you black and white. Sure, right. think mm-hmm. two colors, but every shade of gray in between. Yes. They, yeah. I feel like they utilize every single mm-hmm. one of them. Agreed. Well, and to have, especially uh, with Doctor Strangelove, he does, and th- this is the reason it stood out to me in the foreground is he he will wash out uh, his his speaking characters when they're when they're the focus of the of the shot. Mm-hmm. Like so, when Doctor Strangelove is talking, he's v- he's like extra pale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so that all the it, it's almost like de are resilvering before resilvering. Mm-hmm. So the blacks are so much more richer behind right. him. And it pops like a comic book. Yeah, I, I guess what I should said was, was um, attention to the the background lighting, not oh, just absolutely. like amplified in the sense you're talking right. about. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't shine the a light on the subject mm-hmm. without taking some things into consideration because mm-hmm. that, all that that walls or all yeah. the lights gonna go on the wall behind mm-hmm. him. I that was a better way of putting it for sure. No, <laughs> it, so, it, so, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop just yeah, because yeah. I, I got something here. Yeah. So one thing that also caught my eye since we're talking about how um, how much time and effort was given into lighting uh, shots sequence stuff like that there's a giant table you know the round table in the war room there's like 70 people probably at it every time they show it from a wide shot it's never centered in the shot and that kind of i'm not i'm not ocd much yeah. whatsoever but yeah. it, that like really really kind of irked me a little bit from going I, so i'm, so, I'm well, assuming there was a reason for this i'm but. told i'm told so when i was in college uh there were a couple of film students that really like to uh to harp on that where they they were like the when you're talking about the focus of a shot 
the they they would bring this up or the the table where you expect all of the all of the action and all of the the heavy moments to occur it's never really in focus because everything's happening off uh, off off the table right it, with the exception of when the president is on the phone okay so like when you think about the no fighting in the war room moment they start not even seated they are standing next to the table and the action peels away from it gotcha. against the wall and then you know obviously everything else happens with the table in the background gotcha. so it's it's never centered so it's never essentially focused. you're just saying basically <laughs> they didn't want that table to be on the forefront it's not a part of the right but part of the movie that yeah that's that's the way it was explained to me yeah yeah that's crazy that's absolutely crazy no it's it's um Again, I, I mean Kubrick. Kubrick, uh, he's known for his attention to detail, like to the point of being. Kind That's of why a it was jerk. so berserk for me, but to yeah. see that, I was like, this doesn't make sense. So it's got to be intentional, right? You know, it, right, right. it has to be. Um, but but yeah, I, I I I still don't know. Like I, I'm coming around to your way of thinking about it, but I I still don't know be, because of things like that, because of how he's utilizing. Every bit of of set dressing and mm-hmm. lighting and 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 uh, and the action mm-hmm. to tell a very serious story, and the dialogue is the primary vehicle for the jokes. Like, yeah, we have the the names, and we have we have some like phallic imagery and stuff mm-hmm. that's pretty goofy. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I almost feel like it's both a comedy and not a comedy. At yeah, this point. I mean, it's, I mean, that's what a satire is, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, Based on some real shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. going back to just one more thing on that round table. So they talked. To, that table was big. I'm mm-hmm. Saying there's got to be 70 people in those. Seats. Yeah. And they said three didn't show up. <laughs> and <laughs> there were, there were, it's basically three to four people that they're talking. You know, everybody else is just sitting there. You know. Yeah. With their you know thumbs up their butts, like, oh, when's my turn to talk? No, it's not about you. About yeah, strange well, love the president and Buck. It, yeah, it comes down to like one man makes that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. he's not even in that room. So that so that's another way they made that table so insignificant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it, it it it's that's kind of the the through line for that room is this room makes no difference. Nothing that happens in the war room matters. Comes out of one man mm-hmm. and and he's drunk and talking about fluoride the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, what I was saying like that's the whole movie. The world's coming to an end because of fluoride. Yeah. The president's talking to Dimitri. Oh God! And he's like, he sounds like he's talking like his his wife that he's <laughs> yeah. separated from or something. Like, it's oh that was another part of like the. Like, I'm the, sorry, we're sorry. I hate to sorry. keep saying it like this, but the low T and the high T, I think that's hilarious <laughs> with all the dick jokes throughout the whole movie. That's how I'm going to keep referring to it. No, that's 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 absolutely wonderful. Like I, I wish we had time to just sit down and listen to that that whole interaction, but it's a mm. solid like three minutes yeah. of him. Yes, I no. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. You know, no, okay. Can we talk now? Mm-hmm. And that's what you, we talked about dialogue being such uh, at the forefront of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's what lost me in a lot of this because it takes so long for these jokes and these things yeah. to set up and hit. That's why I was falling asleep. I mean, it's good. It's fun. That one especially, the Dimitri one is yeah. good. But it feels man, longer it was, than it is. Yes, it's only an hour, hour and a half long. Half, yeah. And sure. like, that's uh, how uh, people like yeah. into and take uh, like comedy. Then you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I, you really got to take a step back sometimes when watching some of these films because right, right. you're not. Gonna and I get, try to, but you're not going to get John C. Riley and Will Ferrell well, up there. Just We're not like, expecting that. Back, <laughs> yeah. back, you know what I mean? It's, it's more situational in yeah. this movie too. Like, yeah. Like dialogue yeah. and 
all the failure. But they're trying to create the situation yes. a little bit mm-hmm. too far. I feel like I no, I, I dude, I'm I'm, to, I'm not even disagreeing with you. Yeah, I'm right. totally <laughs> with you. I'm just trying yeah. to. I feel the same way. I'm just yeah. trying to like, you know, looking at it. Right. Yeah. Well, and and, and in the future, we did take this idea even further. Sure. Like, think about sure. uh, Canadian bacon, where they manufactured a fake war with Canada <laughs> and just. You know, John Candy decided he was going to wage that war by himself. <laughs> but you don't really have like this. This is a legacy film. And I think that's its real place in film history where the themes that it develops and the film style were inspiration for hundreds of films to come. Right. And they like this movie is taught not just in film school, but in like film appreciation yeah, classes. Yeah. People that don't even it, study it makes, film it makes its mark have to for watch sure. It. You have to watch this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I won't recommend this movie Neither to anyone. Will I. But, <laughs> but I think as, if you're if you're studying film or in into that screenplay type mm-hmm. of thing or anything in that genre or area, um, it's it's a must watch. But for the common viewer, yeah, to be honest, which like that's that's kind mm-hmm. of where I sit. Is it, it's boring. <laughs> There's some I points think, to take away, but I think everyone needs to see this movie. Okay, and at least once. To, but at least once. If you're Try to stay awake. It, <laughs> if you're watching this podcast right now, you like film. Yeah. yeah and if you right. haven't seen this, mm-hmm. 100% go see it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, as of this recording, it's uh, available for rent on Amazon. Okay. So uh, there's our there's our Jeff Bezos plug. Give <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, but it, it's I do think it's a, a movie that everybody should see at least once. Once. I don't see it. Like, I try. I, I actively, like you can't even see once because you got to restart I, it and, and keep I, rewinding because you fall asleep every five seconds. I actively <laughs> avoid it despite appreciating the hell out of it, which is a weird place to be. No, yes. that's that's one hundred percent there for sure me. Is. I feel like I watched this film. I was telling you like mm-hmm. when I was too young. Yeah, you know, yeah. like maybe like eleven or twelve. Yeah, all I understood were. The, that looks like a dick. <laughs> that looks like like nothing else really made yeah. sense to me. But Space it, it's still kind of. I feel like sad. Like how Greg's looking at it, mm-hmm. like I gotta like take a nap or force yeah, myself right, to right, watch yeah. more of this. Now I think that I had a little residual effect from the, that time period. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go see it if you have them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that brings us to our final segment. So, crunchy, Greg, crunchy tacos. Greg, I don't know if you know this, oh, geez. but here on Cocktail Cinema, we like to rate our movies. <sighs> Out of 100 of tacos. That was an easy one. Yeah, so zero is the worst, 100 is the best. Right. If you were to do that, what would you rate Dr. Strangelove? Or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love <laughs> Tough one for me. Very much so, because it does have its spot in film history. And mm-hmm. we're talking about one of the most influ- influential directors of all time. Yeah, yeah. That being said, I can't pull any punches here. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower than probably anybody in the world, and I'm going to give this one a 79. Um, Ooh, okay. Because okay. this movie didn't do it for me. Um, so I, just as a viewer, didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't, and I'm, I'm, it's I'm, an honest very, answer. I'm a very <laughs> open-minded viewer. Like, I can see most aspects, yeah. but it didn't hit me in my I watched some weird anyway. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But Fair enough. 79, 79 tacos. All right, so Greg got a 79. Shasti? I'll give it a, um, I'll give... 84 tacos 85 okay. t- 85 tacos mm-hmm. I think this is Like you were saying One of your f- Maybe not favorite Kubrick movies But mm-hmm. more I think it's one of his Yeah I know Yeah I I like Space Odyssey mm-hmm. Slightly better I think They both have their place In film history And just mm-hmm. taking my 
personal opinion and throwing everything else aside. That's that's yep. what I come up with. Totally, totally. Um, I'm. Tackly. I all right. This, How this high is gonna the be nineties. We're gonna go here. This <laughs> is the first time I'm gonna do this. Uh, see it in your eyes. This is this gets a flat ninety for okay. me, but with a Barry Bonds asterisk. <laughs> I love it. So this is a masterclass in how to make a movie, how to light a movie, how to make a black and white movie, and it because it informed so much about directors that we love today and how they make movies. I think it has to get that rating, but not necessarily just on its own merit. So there is a little bit of bias there. Um, when we get around to, to doing 2001, yeah. uh, which I, I guarantee will happen, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it could, it's going to be in the same neighborhood, but it might have the same asterisk. True. I haven't seen it in a few years, but for this movie, which I have seen twice yesterday, <laughs> um, I, I give it a 90 asterisk. Because you fell asleep the first time. Yeah, some of those tacos <laughs> don't get cilantro. Damn, I knew that was coming. <laughs> All righty. So, Rotten Tomatoes, so crazy. sons of bitches. The t- the uh, critic score is a ninety eight and the audience score is a ninety four. So crazy. So even I'm undershooting this. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be up there. Yeah, but yeah. like Shasta said, not at the audience score, but I think yeah, you're right. When the audience I, slips, it might it's not current events anymore. So mm-hmm. like the people that are gonna be watching it on a, on a modern. I feel like if we watch. come back to this in a few years, that audience score drops down little by little mm-hmm. based on how much you know it, it's gonna pr- yeah. you know, progressively get more and more dated over time. Yeah, I think and and. This is unfortunate, in my opinion. I think this movie will eventually be forgotten, like uh, around the hundred year mark. So when when we're old and uh, forgotten, we, we're living 100? off residuals of the movies we made. <laughs> right. We're, we're, this movie will will be talked about in hushed tones amongst very few. Audience, folks, what do you rate Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying Love the <laughs> Bomb? <laughs> Uh, do you agree with any of us? Where this was a very widespread for a change. Uh, let us know what your rating is and why you rate it that way in the comments. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Let, let us, us know. Tacos. <laughs> um, how many tacos are you ordering today? Uh, that said, folks, this is the internet. You know all the good stuff. I trust you. You're smart people. You got this. But if you need a little bit of help, hop over to our Patreon and we'll guide you from there. <laughs> that said, Greg. Shasti. Salute. Time has come to Germany, USSR, America. I don't know. Say goodbye. <laughs> Do you realize that fluoridation is the most monstrously conceived and dangerous communist plot we have ever had to face?